And we're back. More than grandmas right here, right now, <laughs> everybody. More more than Grammys. Um, You're eating. I am, sorry. We're just talking. talking about needing more protein. Right? So you have cottage cheese, you said. So this morning, okay, so. I sure do. I didn't want to talk about the cottage cheese I have. Don't make me choke on my nuts. Your nuts? <clears throat> my I you were having nuts. cucumber. Oh, you've got nuts too? Wow. Oh, man. I got a whole squirrel. I got a whole squirrely thing going on. Gosh. I got Greek yogurt mixed with dill, salt, and pepper because that's what I could do in three Recipe minutes. forthcoming. <laughs> that's it. Because I'm trying to eat more protein. Yes. As we menopausal women. Old yeah. ladies need more protein. Um, and so this morning we were just talking about protein powder. So yeah. I have, so I have tried a variety. I mean, I was a competitive athlete for years, like all that. So I try, I've tried many of the things. Um, I do not like, so I do take greens, it's totally separate, but I just, but this morning I did have a protein shake and I found a protein powder that's very delicious. I added it. It's a vanilla based. Okay. What uh, kind is it? It's not vegan. No, I know. I'd like to know what kind it is. I can't, we can't promote certain products on here. Okay. Well, you have to tell me after because I have a plant-based one and I like, I've, I'm not I don't a like the plant-based ones myself. I'm not a huge fan of protein powder, but I've tried to incorporate it and I only ever have like half a scoop of it because I, I can taste it. And I, you know, I love sweet things. I'm like a sweet person. I saw You I'm are. Sweet. Don't mind um, my crunching. And I like my sweets, but I don't like a sweet smoothie. I like, I like a flavorful, like fruit and, you know, mm. Greek yogurt and that kind of thing. But, and I don't like them too thick and I'm, man, I'm having trouble with consistency. That's, that's what she said. <laughs> Amen to consistency. So I have my little, my little powerhouse uh, uh, mentor is like, she's like, uh, okay, Hebert, you need more protein, 40 or 140 grams or whatever a day. So, you know, I hate having to track stuff. I just find it, uh, well, it doesn't work for me. Um, Fair enough. I don't like it. I'm just uh, trying if to. Somebody, if somebody would tell me like, but I also liked again. I don't like to be restricted. I am not about that. No, no I don't have. A, I don't have like a plan of food. It's like when I do eat, I need to really focus on having. Yeah, a protein and I've component. heard that. I've heard that. I, where's the science behind this, though? I'd like to know the science behind more protein because there's different schools of thought on this. Yes. Well, I wouldn't say more. It's just I like on my own. I'm a terrible eater. I, I'm. But the problem is. I'm not, I like over five years, I have gained 25, pushing 30 pounds. And while five pounds a year, five seems, oh, that's not bad. The problem is it accumulates and then my health is compromised. So I do have to make some efforts to be intentional about and, certain things. Right, and we talked about this, like being overweight, just so we wanna say, doesn't does not constitute you being unhealthy, but it's like feeling comfortable in your body um, and not well, having any shame around like eating a certain way as long as you feel like it's it's like you do you do you we are not that's what, that's what I'm trying to do I'm trying yeah, because exactly. what I have been doing isn't not, working for you it's not working for me because it's compromising my health yeah well exactly you this you is not about 
This is not about body shape, image, or anything like that, or scale weight. You want to incorporate more greens, more like actually nourishing your body with, with, with things that you feel are going to actually help you have more energy, right? More vitality, all that stuff. So that's good. I and and you know what? I hear you, uh, because I can't sustain myself on jelly beans. And you still have the jelly beans? Yeah, eat the jelly beans. But, totally. But I, I mean, I still eat the cookie. Oh my gosh. Or can we still have the scone with right. the raspberries and the right. chocolate? I just got to make sure that I'm also like. So, anyway, so today's snack, when I was like, oh, because I had a really good breakfast, I was like, so for a snack, I probably would have grabbed nothing or um, some piece of junk food. And then. Like cheesies? Well, I would still have the cheesies. I know, but as a snack. Yeah. Like as your yeah. Own I snack. Got, yeah, a handful of chips or crackers or whatever, which is fine, but I need to add the, it's the dip that I really needed. The yogurt, so what's the really great is today you have had breakfast, a good breakfast. And I did. And having a snack, and I have eaten nothing. I have had, right. this is my third cup of coffee, drinking it in my Eric Clapton yeah. mug that I got from... New York City when we went to the tour that he had at Madison Square Gardens on March 19th. Gosh. And if anybody who's listening back knows Eric Clapton. Oh my gosh, yeah. Well, if you don't know him, he's like an incredible guitar player, uh, musician, singer, songwriter, all of that. And John and I went and saw him and it's like one of my favorite memories because what? Today is a marker. Oh, Thank you. I, hate I can it. see the pissed off look on your face. Hmm. Actually, let me rephrase that. I'm not pissed off. It's just like no, no. markers. No, but I look like I'm pissed off. Markers. uh, No, it's just an RBF, babe. It's just an RBF. Yeah. Um. What is an RBF? What? A resting bitch face? Oh. (laughs) I didn't know that. You did it? No, I just know the full line. I would. I. Oh, it's it's your RBF. Okay. Well, there you go. I have one of those. Um. Anyway, apparently mine is like that all the time. (laughs) We're going to talk a little bit about grief right now, I guess. But on markers, I had an epiphany because I was thinking about this and it's like there's markers all the time. Like when you've lost a loved one, Um, there's it can be the day one, one week, one month, right? 24 hours, like however, (coughs) which is one day, whatever. And like three months. So I'm at the six month mark and I was having like that anticipation that it was just going to be like hard so I had like a hard few days and today for sure I got up and I'm like man frick six months but it doesn't hurt more it's not more intense than um any other day it's just it shines a light on it it shines a light on your pain it gives you like that more oh I'm at six months without him uh and and just I'm gonna put this out there I'm living my life I have purpose I miss him terribly and I thought of this if I could change anything I would bring him back certainly But in that I wouldn't want to change where I am right now on this journey the things that I've learned um, who like stepping into like a real clear purpose so it's it's a day of mixed emotions, but I really do believe that there are no bad days. There's just tough moments. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's very very well said. Thank you. I mean, this weekend you had, you know, a lot of uh, 
family events that mm-hmm. would have, you know, really he would have been part of and was there mm-hmm. in spirit for sure, right? But that, you know, making that and then leading up to today. I think you're yeah. right. I think it doesn't, time doesn't heal all wounds. No, it doesn't. And uh, it's, you know, it's just like this, um, uh, it's it's beautiful. It's a beautiful reflection on the love story, your love story, mm-hmm. um, and also that it's not about life going on. It's it's about still being you, recognizing that you're here mm-hmm. uh, where you are, and it's so. It, I think the way that you've continued to kind of like blend those. We've talked about this, you know, offline in our. Yeah. friendship but <clears throat> for you you're such a purposed person um like always you need to have purpose and passion and direction in order for you to feel like you are taking not advantage not like a panic thing but that you are using the life that you've been given here yes right yes. that you're not wasting or missing opportunities in order to impact other people build relationships and just be in the full expression of yourself And I think that that's probably the biggest challenge is balancing or moving through those two things. How do you be the biggest, right? And so I think that, yes, that makes you a survivor, but it doesn't mean that the pain is gone. And it's interesting because I think the the ramp up to having purpose and, and, and working on what the time that you have left has elevated Uh, there's more urgency i guess uh not like oh my gosh i better i gotta do this 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 it's it's just actually i see my life more clearly um and i've learned so much that i want to pass on to other people right i feel like my um my purpose is to educate people um on so that you don't go into this and i mean there's so many there's uh, like um, unexpected death, like mm-hmm. there's no time, there's a, 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 an illness, there's a lengthy <clears throat> battle, there's all these things, there's different variables. But just when you have, when we understand things and we take the fear out of it, because think about it, when have you ever made a really good decision in fear? It's hard to make good decisions in fear. It sounds like we want to so, talk about alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> when you make a really good decision yeah. under the influence of alcohol, exactly. like so never. Fear, if you take the fear out yeah. of it and give people, equip people with knowledge, yeah. there's power there. You don't take away the pain, but you give people tools and a, a base because every everything yeah. is different, but at least you have some tools going in. So I think that that's my, my, my purpose. I don't know how that's going to... I like to say out. that you have more... You're, on top of that, it's to bring joy... Yes. And laughter and love because you just you just love everything. I just I love life you actually. You do, yeah. Um. So anyway, even in a shitty moment. You know what? All the moments. I think it's really important to acknowledge all of them and mm-hmm. be in the moment, even when it's super uncomfortable. Yeah. And I, I think both of us are the kind of people that like, okay, let's get uncomfortable. Let's talk about what's uncomfortable. Let's bring it to the surface. Let's learn about it. Mm-hmm. Um, talk about it and share our experience. And that's what we're here for, because what are we more than grandmas? That's right. More than, although this weekend I was, oh no, I was, I just had kids over a lot yesterday. This weekend you were a lot of grandma. Mm-hmm. Right? I had a, a fourth birthday party. And like you said, there was some 
moments in there. Um, and I mean, it was, yeah, it was tough. He wasn't there. Everybody felt it. Um, a very sweet woman asked me a question, she said to me, she goes, I just want to let you know. She hadn't seen me since her Gus's birthday last year and John was there and she said I just want to let you know how sorry I am so I'm wearing sunglasses and the tears are streaming down my face and she's like oh my god I'm so sorry and I'm like no it's okay like I I'm okay to talk about him so we had this wonderful conversation and she told me how she goes I only met him once but man I felt so seen by him and he was such a special person I carry oh, him right here and I'm like oh. so again tears but anyway, it was, a, it was a good conversation, and we talked about death and dying. Uh, she works in um, dementia care and ah. assisted living. So she's, yeah, she, she was very interesting. So it was, it was good. And then yesterday I went to Red Deer and watched um, my grandson Levi, whose birthday is tomorrow. Watched oh, him Levi's birthday is tomorrow. Field lacrosse. Ooh. And that was, that, was, that was good. I actually prefer it to box lacrosse because it's a much bigger field. There's way more players, and it's it really, it's always a high-scoring game, but he made some amazing saves, and they won both their games, so I'm like, I'm good. Okay, Thanks so time. since you talked about Alberta and traveling around, let's just talk about anybody that's from Edmonton that's watching this. Who slept last night? What? Oh. What? That was, like, that was the biggest storm we've had all year. I didn't go, I didn't even know we were going to have a storm, but my mm. dog, I, I thought, I'm like, ooh, there's something happening because he was like very restless and oh, pacing. And then I'm like, oh, there's going to be a storm. And then the storm hit and it was, yeah. So what does Wendell do when the storm's on? He cannot relax. He pants a lot. He gets up on the bed. He circles. He tries to get comfortable. Now he will, he never used to, when John was alive, he never used to get up in between us. Now he gets right up close to me. Um, um, and yeah, so, and Levi was sleeping over, birthday sleepover early. Yep. But um, anyway, uh, so we ended up getting up and going to oh, the living room for my dog about, about two hours. And oh. then went back up to bed and, and it seemed to quiet down and then it started up again. Mm -hmm. So yeah. It was brutal. Did you, did it was brutal. Did I did not. I, well, I, I slept through part of it. And then, um, no, no, no. And then I was like, is there a tornado? Do I need to be worried about a tornado? So I actually, in like it was, I don't know, 2 a.m. I went on the weather thing on my phone to see if there was like a tornado warning. Cause I'm like, am I just gonna be laying here on the top floor of my house? And my roof's gonna rip off? And of course we had planted a whole bunch of trees on the weekend. And when I say we, I mean he did, I didn't know. Yeah, yeah, the royal and we. So this morning we got up and all the trees are tilted <laughs> but my dogs were okay typically the one howls but yeah that was he crazy howl. Wendell doesn't howl he talks he cries he oh. paces he's very like you saw him he's a very verbal uh -huh. animal yeah. right now he's laying on the on the carpet in my office because he's exhausted because he didn't sleep grandma's gonna have a nap no I, I can't I tomorrow I have my that they're starting the demo of my phone. Oh, right. Uh, Which, okay, let's just, can I, can we just like we're all over the move place. into this conversation? Yeah. I know it's all about you today. Uh, but that's okay. Here's the thing. Here's what I find kind of ironic. Ironically ironic is that when you started, you were like, 
not the full. I just want the backsplash and then that was it. Maybe the tile on the fireplace, but that was yeah, it. Those two things. That was it. That was it. That was it. We and every stage was like not the floor, not the floor. Not and what I find ironic is that's the first thing that's getting done now is the floor. Right? <laughs> oh my gosh, and the anxiety that I had about all of this and you know, um yeah, it's so funny because I mean, I think it's well for me the natural thing uh, and John did say to me um when he was dying, not in the dying process, but during the 28 days, he said to me, Kath, just get rid of the things you don't want, you don't like. Uh, it's not going to matter to me. I'm not going to be there. Do what, what you like, replace, do whatever, whatever. So I, and I'm like, no, I'm not going to do any of that. I'll, I can't, I can't. I was just thinking, oh my gosh, I'm just going to be frozen in time. And um, honestly, I know. Can we just, can we just like take a moment to unpack the depth of that advice? Oh, he knew me so well. And, but not even just for you, but for people. Yeah. Why spend any time in something that is not lighting you up? Yeah. That is, you don't feel joy or that's going to make you feel trapped. Now, that doesn't mean you burn the whole thing down. You still got to work. Like, do you know what I mean? But that yeah, really to I mean, me I is have, like. Again, I have the privilege to be able to do this. He, he has taken uh, so very. Um, he cared so much about taking care, making sure that we all have what we needed. So, I mean, I can do these things and I never saw it coming. I literally, uh, we hadn't even had his, um, uh, celebration of life. And I, <laughs> I went, I saw this couch on social media and I'm like, Oh, I really don't like the couch. And again, I, we were trying, like, we're like, okay, we're in our, you know, he's almost in his mid-60s. He's 63. He's not, he's partway there. <coughs> um, let's just ramp down. Let's go simple. And I'm not simple. Look at my office. You know that. Um, so it was a compromise, and he never insisted on the compromise. I did it. So I didn't like the couch. The couch was way too small for my dog, who likes to sit on the couch with me. Um, and I, uh, I went and I saw this couch and I sat on it. My sister was with me. That's, it was in January still because she hadn't left yet. And, um, I sat on this couch and I'm like, oh my gosh, Maggie, I love this, but it was the wrong color. Well, who cares what color of the couch I got because I have to change everything because of my shutters. Anyway, that's a whole other story. So, no, but I'm just saying, like, I know you have the, you're, you're in a, in a, in a position where you have the privilege to change the the um environment that you're in but, but but the whole <laughs> but the whole message of like don't mm. stay and be and do just because you think it's something i want yeah. right like the freedom of like being and i think that in life this is what happens is we hang on to what we think others or should do's or all of those things yeah. right yes. instead of being able to really just be free like i mean this morning darren says to me he's like i just wish this was easier and i was like what what are you talking about he goes well i just wish you know this stage right now where we're at was easier and i said so the when he said that to me i was like Oh, if you're not feeling like this is your best life, we, we need to make some changes. I'm, I'm okay with that because for me, the thought of living anything less than your fully expressed self 
whatever that is, right? So I'm like, can you can you unpack that a little bit for me? <laughs> so did he unpack it or he's thinking about it? No, he's just like, I just want us to have 50 franchises sold right now. Like, oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> work. Totally. I, I get that. Like, right? But I'm like, listen, if you're not liking where you're at, or if we need to do something so that you can... Because he goes like this. I said, well, what would that do for you? And he goes, well, we'd have whatever kind of money. Well, and I said, and what would you do? He goes, well, I don't know. I'd go take off somewhere. Okay, and do what? Well, I don't know. I said, okay, well, we can do that now. But you see, you don't really know. You're just like, <laughs> anyway. So Wisdom right there. See, but that's, again, you look at the balance of like a relationship where it's like the other person is just like, I, you know what? And then the other person goes, okay, let, let's unpack that. Let's like, and that yeah. was John for me. And John knew me so well. And I love like that you said there was a freedom in it. And John said when he was diagnosed and he knew he was dying, he, he looked at our pastor and he said, you know, there's freedom in this. Mm. There's freedom in this. And he, he said he had no regrets. He did everything he could within the time that he was here. And he was a man of service and great love. Mm-hmm. And... I can say on this side, there's freedom as well. Yeah. Um, which I I wouldn't have said uh, six months ago. Um, but yeah, so I'm in this process, and I, like again, you know me, I'm super anxious about. Oh my gosh, what's this going to do to my animals? They're going to like it when it's done, but like all the the upheaval. Yeah, um, but I mean, we're going to get through it. Uh, and I'm excited for what's to come. But yes, it did start with just the backsplash and um, the the fireplace. And the floor is going to get done first. <laughs> and the shutters, are they? The shutters will be removed. And I said I will not get rid of the shutters. And then I stood and looked at the shutters and went, I know that they don't go with anything. So I guess I'm getting rid of the shutters. <laughs> So that was a hard one for me. But then once I made up my mind, and you know yeah. me, once I made up my mind, I'm like, I'm You're like all in. Let's, let's, let's get rid of these. And I feel like I'm creating a space that I know that is going to be comfortable, is going to be inviting, is where you can put yeah. your feet on the furniture. Um, I do. Yeah, totally. And it's like, you just don't like that it's velvet and the pattern. It's lines. Right? So then I get crazy. Yeah, it's like, and I'm like, you know what? I, I make it all smooth and then I watch and I see Oreo's little footprints. It doesn't bother me. I, I'm fine. I can but, learn um, from you. I can so learn from you. So we'll, we'll talk about when I'm all done or next week when I'm in the middle of it. When, crying. yeah, it'll take like a couple of weeks. That's what he said. So I, again, today, um, we're going to move some stuff. I don't have to move like everything, but I just want to get stuff out. Um, (coughs) and so Sarah's coming over and they're going to help me and you offered. So I might take you up on it if I have more to do, but that's what friends are for. So you know what? We didn't even get That's what friends are for. Who sings that? Do you know who sings that? Uh, Dionne Warwick. Oh yeah. Good one. Um, okay, so we we did get we talked about health. I of course make notes. I just want to say I always have oh. notes. Um, oh, where's okay. your? We were going to talk about the hustle culture. Oh, we're already twenty three minutes in. Yeah, I know. We, we okay, only we... touch on it. Only touch on it. But I feel like I just don't want it to be, um, like all about me. Uh, so I just just again. The hustle culture and being busy and at this age and stage in our life okay you are a serial entrepreneur 
So I think you will speak best to this. Well, I'll tell you, um, the thing, my experience is very different now after being diagnosed. So I was diagnosed with breast cancer, as you know, like six, coming up six years ago. And that took me out of what I didn't know was hustle culture, okay? I didn't know that I was in this, I call it, I call it, I did, did a whole um, book section on it, a whole teaching on it, if you will. Um, it is literally like, it's um, uh, an addiction, okay? It's, it's an addiction that gets rewarded by society, this hustle mm -hmm. culture. And yeah, it was fueled it. by unmet needs, unmet, unresolved trauma. I know it's cliche, everybody can roll your eyes, but it really was because okay. as a young child, I know, right? Like, oh, trigger, <laughs> trauma, unmet needs. Wow, 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 my poor little inner child. But I hate to tell, I hate to say, you are going to come face to face with that inner child at some point if you're if you're experiencing conflict. Can I just tell conflict. you? I just want to interject. My sweet, wonderful, very, very empathetic daughter, who's who Raina, said to me years ago. But mom, what about your inner child? And I'm I looked at her and I was like, she's dead. <laughs> oh, mom. Ouch. What an asshole. I'm like, I was like, I did not want to talk about anything that was like hard. I was just like, yeah. but I mean, I'm way different now. I grew. I thank goodness Raina has patience. This is what I, this is what I love. I love humans. I love humans because we evolve. The majority of us do. I have an absolute core belief in humans evolving and wanting to do better. Um, there are a few humans I've encountered in my 56 years that have not fit that but and i always laugh because i'm always still a firm believer i 100 percent believe everybody wants to evolve to a better place but mm -hmm. anyway i digress so it really is was an addiction the hustle culture and i'll tell you what it, where it started and i won't go on to the big blah 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 and tell all my story but here's what happened is at a very young age i came from a very uh dysfunctional abusive home i like all of that chaos poverty transient abuse addictions just all the things it's it's a mess and um the one place the one time i remember being acknowledged for doing something good was actually when i was in foster care and i was going before the judge because my case had come up for review again and my social worker at the time had told the judge about what a good kid i was how good i was in school how good i was as a uh, um, a foster kid and all this kind of stuff. And I was horrified, okay, listening to him talk about me like that. And I said to him, and then the judge called me up and said all these nice things, okay? This is my first time as a kid being recognized for, for actions, for doing good things, okay? Mm -hmm. And that was the beginning. That was like my first hit. And it was that that kept... That's what started to create my sense of validation, my sense yeah. of value, how mm -hmm. I found value. And it wasn't, so then I just started building different, I just started doing different things and accomplishing different things. And I just kept going and going. I set the goalpost higher. Any goal I set, I crushed. Anything I didn't know how to do, I learned and did. Like it just kept growing and growing until, and then people around me would say like, you need to slow down. And I'll be like, fuck you, pardon the language. Yeah. 
I don't know what that. Why? Why does sitting still? I stop, I'll sleep. I, like, yeah, I was perpetually yeah. emotional. I have a hummingbird on my ankle because. Oh yeah, because of that. Yeah, and well, that's that hustle culture. So I always say it's highly rewarded by society because guess what was happening? Mm -hmm. I was getting all the things. I was getting admiration. I was getting recognition. Mm -hmm. I was getting um, uh, promotions. I was buying companies. We were traveling all over the world. I had great relationships. I felt, you know, um, uh, confident in taking on anything. I was get those were all the things. And I thought, well, isn't that, isn't that the whole purpose of life? Yeah, this is to what it's be, to be like, I didn't have conflict places, very little. Um, I really did in the moment feel like I had it all, not things, but experiences and all that. And it wasn't until I was, yeah, I was just going to say, so then when you... When I got, got diagnosed with cancer, it was like being chopped at the knees, right? And mm -hmm. for me, my experience through treatment was a little bit different. And I spent the next better part of two years, I was removed from the businesses I was running. So I couldn't get, had to depend on other people. I was removed from the communities of um, performance, like physical performance, athletic performance. I was mm -hmm. removed from those because I couldn't keep up. I was removed from all the things that I once that once were filling my cup and yeah. giving me value. Giving your identity. Yes, and that so it's in some ways it feels like like a whole new person had to emerge over these last three or four years, and now I know what the hell for me for hustle culture. I still am very ambitious. Mm -hmm. You know this. I love. Wrong. Yeah. I love, uh, I love goals. I love to be challenged. I love to learn new things, take on new projects. However, I've learned to read my body cues because your body is the one that will actually tell you that the hustle culture, hustle culture is getting to you, your nervous system. And so now I've learned in the last six years, I've learned to read my nervous system cues, which before, because it was so stuck, I was in this vibration to sound so weird. I was just in this energetic vibration that was so intense. It's like the hummingbird. You can't actually hear it, right? Yeah. Because it's going so fast, you can't hear it. So I couldn't tell that I was so dysregulated because yeah. I was so used to being dysregulated. It was the norm. Yeah. That the two years, well, over the course of the last six years, I now, since I have shifted out of that, I can now tell when my body's starting to get back into it. Even though I might, my brain might feel like, oh yeah, we can do all the things. My body will eventually, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah. anyway, that's, that's my bit on you. hustle culture that, in, a, in a nutshell. But that's, I heard everything and could relate so well because it's like, yeah, I, different experience, but definitely driven to, there's a people pleaser in me. <clears throat> so I didn't have businesses. I worked for businesses and I would have to say, that I was a really good employee. I, I'm gonna, I'm I gonna take you up on that. Gave, <laughs> I gave 110%. Well, I, I don't know if I'd be as good an employee anymore because I didn't, again, um, and I, I was very successful. Um, and yeah, just getting those hits. And we both know, like you did, you know, Ironmans. I did the death race. I was always doing something um, to get that hit. And yeah, I, I don't think for me going through cancer, uh, was the catalyst for change, although it did slow me down. Um, retirement. Ah, uh, two, two years to to um, slow down because in retirement, 
I, I was doing uh, contract work and I was also starting up a little business, which I had no idea, it wasn't a plan. So I was really, really busy. And um, then it was like, wait a minute, can we just shut her down? And I actually did. I'm like, we're just going to shut everything down so I could, could breathe. Yeah. And, but now at 62 and after going through everything that I've gone through, I'm actually taking, I'm, I'm working one-on-one -on -one with a business mentor to create something, but it doesn't have to be the be all and the end all. She's just giving me some tangible tools and like, it's so insightful. Oh my gosh. I just love her. Anyway, uh, I, I see at this point in my life, after everything I've gone through, we talked about having purpose and giving yeah. back like John's, John's, um, what he said to us was, you know, if you can't love God, love others well. Um, don't pick up what is not yours to carry. Um, give back and serve. Right. And that's what I feel like I'm doing. Right. And not and at, at a different, speed. right. At a different, not at warp speed. It's making <laughs> I time can't for all fast anymore. Well, the thing is you can, and I mean, we talked about this when I hired you briefly and, uh, <laughs> three hours, it'll come back. Don't worry. It'll come back to you. But we talked about this, like for me now, when I look at uh, our team and how they're working, I, to me, I want to make sure that there is um, dedicated downtime. And I know all, you know, because I, I tend to attract high achievers too, who want to produce and um, meet those expectations, but at what cost now, right? right? At what cost now? And I think for me, I have learned, I have learned the, not all of it, but I have really started to really learn that the importance of slowing down and stillness is not to stop doing something. It's because in that slowing down, there's only one way to rejuvenate your body and that's your parasympathetic nervous system. And the only way to get that turned on is to slow down and to stop. That's why is to like, um, reduce all the, uh, external right. sensors. Yeah. Okay. From ears, eyes, all the things, right. S to let that kind of the RPMs come down, but it takes a bit, it takes a bit to learn it. That's what meditation really truly is for, for me. It's to get the RPM, the foot off the gas and let my RPMs drop so that my body can actually go into recovery. Right. So that my nervous I system did. can, yeah, but it did, did take me going through cancer. To, huh? Look at us we deep today. A lot of deep chiz today. We're almost at 35 minutes. So oh we're my gonna God. Have to wrap These are too long. We're going to leave you guys wanting more, which are is we? what, yeah, yeah, of course. What, what? We're leaving you wanting more, more knowledge, more inspiration, more, more stuff. Stuff. <laughs> more stuff. So come to stay tuned for next week when Kathy takes us a tour of her beat up floors. <laughs> when Kathy shows up an absolute disaster living somewhere else because well it'll just be the first few days where they're banging out your floor yeah yeah i mean uh, we uh, went away when our floors got done because it was so disruptive <laughs> that's awfully yeah oh i have to take my pets with me i i yeah I you did Wendell's going to stay with my uh during the day he's going to stay with sarah and oreo I, i'm or it'll be fine you just put oreo in the office with you Okay, we yeah. better sign off. Okay, we're going to sign off. So thanks for being here. 
Tune in next week for more tidbits, some more tangible... More than just grandma stuff? 